The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.
Good evening, this is Totally Wired on Fresh FM. It's Sunday the 20th of February mm-hmm. 2022, and we're in 1986, and that was uh, Africa Barbata and the Soul Sonic Force and Planet Rock. Mm-hmm. You liked that, didn't you? Yeah. It's very good. You can tell that breakdancing is really now um, <laughs> getting a genre. Have you ever tried to breakdance? No. Do you think you could? No. Why? Why? Uh, I don't know where to start. But you could learn it, couldn't you? Surely it's quite... Uh, of course, but I can't do it. You can't do it, no. I was mm. just saying you could learn how to do it. Yeah, I think it was recorded a couple of years ago, but it was released on an album this year, so... In 1986. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, I've slipped it in here. I uh, heard Kraftwerk's... Um, I was lots of Kraftwerk in it, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's good. So uh, we're in 1986, and Jack can't break dance yet, even though he hasn't practised or tried. Mm. Well, it's a new genre. It's a new, it's a new thing. Have you mm. s- have you seen it when they actually? Um, I mean, if you look back in time and looked at breakdancing and you know when they spin uh, on their head uh, and I've stuff. A, yeah, a bit. Uh, it's, I mean, a bit it's of just like breakdancing. Incredible. Yeah, I think it's a great. Um, it's almost like a uh, organic type of dancing that arose completely separate from all the traditional forms of dancing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It was like completely. Yeah. Different, wasn't it? It was. And and just from the street and from hmm. people making efforts to go along. Yeah, there's just a lot of movement. Yes. And spinning around. And yes. I think that's just really yeah. awesome. And getting the cardboard and laying it out on the street so you could you could do it. You yeah. Know? It was it's good stuff. It's something that really is not something that I guess the middle or upper classes would do, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> the ordinary working not the royal family people would do. Yeah. No, not royal family. No. Probably not. Well, they might do these days. Probably well, not. Yeah. Anyway, so w- 1986. What was what was uh, what was happening? The last uh, last week we had um, Chernobyl and other things. Didn't so we? yes, we did. Uh, the Oprah Winfrey Show uh, debuted nationally in September of 1986. Oh. Um, Oprah Winfrey. Yes. Um, it's still going, I think. Is it? I don't no, know. it ended in 2011. Oh, does it? She oh. just still has a presence in the world because she's famous well how, why was she famous um so she started a show with a local chicago audience and then she signed a syndication deal with a tv network and then her show soon became the highest rated talk show in the united states um above other like late night tv shows uh-huh. which is quite impressive yes and um it aired for 25 seasons won 45 daytime emmy awards and um it made her an incredibly wealthy uh, woman in the country and, and like you say, influential as well. Yeah, you know, um, people listened to her, didn't? You? And still, and still do. Yes. Uh, um, the Oprah Winfrey Show made for over four hundred, four thousand eight five hundred episodes. How many? Four thousand five hundred. We, we've made two hundred. Yeah. Episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. But we're not on every day, are we? We no. could be, but they won't let us. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, but we could have made four thousand by now. Mm, yeah, exactly. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. We're not as good as Oprah, though. What's so special about Oprah, do you think? Um, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, because pe- people, I've people, never people look. You never, you never seen her. Well, I haven't watched her shows. That's you what s- I meant. You've seen her talk. 
I've seen her talk. Mm. But not enough. I haven't seen enough of her, so I don't know yeah, what to yeah. say. I mean, she just she was just like a, a nice person, I think. Okay. I mean, without being... I mean, that sounds awful, really, to say. But she was the sort of person you could sit and talk to and probably have a nice cup of coffee with. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people who did talk shows probably... You might like them, but you might not. You know, like, you're not quite sure. But I think everybody, everybody would probably like to have a cup of coffee with Oprah. She seemed like a nice sort of person mm-hmm. who you could talk to. Okay. Um, quite open, quite sensible in her views. Nothing too uh, out there, I guess. Okay, Maybe. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't know, but she she struck a chord with with lots of people in America, didn't she? Clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right, thank you, Jack. Mm. Uh, I, I I've chosen a song now which doesn't relate to Oprah Winfrey at all. It's called "House of Suffering," by uh, <laughs> by Bad Brains. <laughs> Bad Brains and House of Suffering from the album I Against I. Mm. Do you know Bad Brains? No, not okay. really. All right. Uh, kind of Rastafari hardcore band. Rastafari hardcore band? Yeah. Okay. They did some kind of reggae stuff. It's from Washington, D.C., I think. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Quite, okay. quite a good band. Um, and there's no reference to Oprah, of course. Mm-hmm. I, I quite like Oprah, I must say. I mean, like people are a bit down on her sometimes, but I quite like it. Okay. Jack, I'm, I'm not, I know I, I always put you on the spot, but what's the difference between a comet and an asteroid? Um, well, uh, 
I think comets are just really small. Are they? They're just rocks that you could hold in your hand. You could hold it in your hand? Yeah. A comet? Yeah. No, really? They're not like massive. Aren't they? Asteroids, though, they... Really big. ...can get really big. And um, what's, what's, a, what's a meteor, then? Is uh, it... Is it sp- I, I don't think these are well-defined things. They're not well-defined. Okay, because uh, there, there was a famous comet this year, wasn't there? There was a famous comet, yes. And it was called Halley's Comet. Yes. Everyone has probably heard of it just due to um, its famousness and pop culture why is it famous um, because it was the closest um, comet to approach Earth in uh, living memory uh-huh. and, and it you got could see it in the sky yes and they shot out probes to observe the comet um, each of the space agencies at the time which was um, uh, Japan the Soviet Union the European Space Agency and America Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, they all sent separate ones up to look at it. Yeah, they did. Uh, Japan's one was called Suisse. Why can't they just get and together Saki, and send one up? And Sakigake. Uh, because you, you didn't, well, I mean, it's better. You have more chances of observing it because probes. And yeah. It's hard to, you know, navigate them and get them in the right place. Yeah. Um, so the Soviets sent, sent Vega 1 and Vega 2. The European Space, Space Agency sent Giotto and. Um, uh, yeah, just Gia- just Giotto, and um, NASA sent the Cometary Explorer. Mm. And um, interestingly enough, it was the Europeans who were able to get the spacecraft to observe the comet up, up really close, just being 600 kilometers away from the comet. That's quite close, isn't it? Mm, yeah. In space terms. Yeah. In space terms, yeah. It is, yeah. And then the next closest p- uh, probe uh, was only 8,000 kilometers away. Right. Yeah. So the Europeans did the best. Yeah, they did, yeah. Out of the wall. Um, they all made observations and they got different measurements and data mm. as the past. Yes. Have you have you seen the lights in the sky recently, Jack? No. Have you read about them? No. Just this, this this kind of lights that are appearing across the sky. No. You haven't? No. In New Zealand? Really? It's freaking some people out. They're thinking they're seeing UFOs. Like because they because they travel oh. in, a, in a kind of equidistant line across the, like a, it's like a train yeah. going across the sky uh-huh. it's, it's a satellite a set of satellites that mm. like, like Mr Musk I think probably sent them up there yeah I could imagine yeah. that but, um, it's, it's, it's in the news uh, yeah yeah well I, my minds are not used to seeing uh, lights in the sky yeah man made celestial bodies no moving. we're not no no and we, exactly. think, we think the aliens coming to do things yeah, I, I don't know why our minds immediately go to that. I think that's just because of the zeitgeist of aliens in their fifties, and it's just stuck ever since. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about that before, haven't we? Mm, Anal we have. probes and things. Yeah, horrible, nasty business. Mm. Uh, thank you, Jack. Um, anything else about Halley's comet? Uh, no. Did no. it cra- did it crash to Earth? Uh, no, it didn't crash on just Earth. Just kept going. And it's it was it apparently it um, when it went ne- went. Uh, close to earth it was its second visit in the 20th century it's been before yeah so it passed before keeps coming back mm-hmm. is that because it's orbiting uh i don't know must be going in a circle if it's come be- come before if we get a third it, time it didn't to stop it, it didn't stop and turn back on itself did it <laughs> no so it's obviously doing a circle i guess yeah mm. we, we should learn more, learn more about astronomy really shouldn't we i suppose so. before we talk about this stuff but it hasn't stopped us, has it? It hasn't stopped. Nothing stops us talking. No. Nope. <laughs> like we pretend we know what we're talking about. Uh, thank you, Jack. This is the full.
And shoulder pads from 1986. So what you just said there, Jack, was like quite interesting that, that we talk about things anyway, even though we don't know anything about them. And, and I, I wondered if you'd ever th- consider going into politics, because you know, when you say something, sometimes it sounds like it's completely true. Like you're very believable, and you're nod- nodding sagely. Remember that time when you talked about some lightning strikes in Venezuela or something? Was that right? And you said it, and I just I believed you, and it's probably true, but you could have been lying, or or being just generous with the truth, couldn't you? Because the government needs someone like you probably now. I don't know. You're not going to say anything, are you? You can just keep your counsel. Thanks for doing ma- the majority of the talking. <laughs> That's all right. I'm just saying that when you have a very convincing voice, you know, a, v- a very kind of uh, yeah, um, you know, believable. I suppose. You, you talk. You talk with authority, and I, I believe most of the, well, all of the things you say, you, you believe are true. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think some people are just born with voices that uh, give people different impressions of you that are completely out of your control. So, yeah, some people are born with really deep voices, and people think, oh, that's really manly, or that's really metal, and yeah. some people are yeah. unfortunately like born me. with high pitched voices, and <laughs> they aren't taken as seriously, or they're scenes are extremely feminine yeah um yeah, and we don't do really have control over it no it's just like our faces we don't have control over how we yeah. look as yeah. people True. but um then we can fill in roles in life uh that uh only we can do yeah so i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing yes um and just people pay less t- attention to voices even though they're quite important 
yeah, however it doesn't maybe, yeah, it doesn't yeah. determine how well you can do certain things no. i should say that yes. it doesn't completely limit you no it doesn't because there are lots of men with very sort of high-pitched voices um who are able to get able to be taken very seriously and yes. be able to be listened by um other men despite not having deep voices and yeah there's lots of quiet hmm. if you ever go to parliament you need to take your hoodie off you know that don't you yes you become a mp or something or the prime minister that'll be a massive waste Governor of General my time it would be a massive waste of your time yes what what helping to run the country yeah because I wouldn't be actually running the country. <coughs> Politicians have become very kind of young and, and groovy now, haven't they? Because, you know, Chris Hipkins. I've said the word young groovy. And groovy. Yeah, just... Oh. What? I said that to make oh. you cringe. But uh, honestly, that's... What do you want me to say? Well, there's no cool politicians. No, this, this Chris Hipkins. You know who Chris Hipkins is? No. So Chris Hipkins is the education minister and the COVID-19 minister. Okay. I'll tell you the story. He, yeah, both at the same time. He got an email from somebody <coughs> to say, uh, can you please confirm that the education minister has spoken to the COVID-19 minister about letting teachers come in the country or something like that? Yeah. Okay, so uh, that was the email. Yeah. So in response, he said, he sent an email back saying, please see attached. And it was a photograph of sp the two Spider-Mans point oh, yeah. pointing at each other. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Wasn't that great? Yeah, that's good. Yes. Uh -huh. I mean, I think that's that's politicians are kind of, of, of kind of young and not young, but you know, quite funny. I thought it's nice that I have something in common with a politician. Yes, I'm able to understand that meme. Meme, that's right, and that's mm. the word he used as well because it's a meme. Mm. Um, but I thought that was very funny. Good response, because obviously he can't talk to himself. Well, he can, but mm -hmm. anyway, let's go back to 986 before we go off on a really bad tangent sure any technology this year anything invented that e was exciting so the human genome project was launched oh that's scary yeah uh so the, i i guess the human genome is like your genes or your you know the dna that yes. is within your genes yes. or whatever yeah all uh, the genetic codes yeah and um people just said we're going to map it out and yeah we're going to finally understand what this is and thankfully they were kind of successful uh, mm -hmm. it was announced in 2000 that the project was completed by Bill Clinton and Tony Blair I don't know why politicians announced well, it well they didn't complete it did they they didn't complete nothing they didn't, to do with it they didn't do anything they don't even understand what it means but um, I think one of the most important scientists for figuring it out was a man called Francis Collins okay yeah I just remember his name yes okay because he so was apparently the one who mapped I, DNA I he was the leading scientist was he yeah right okay on his team yeah, yeah. Um, then British surgeons performed the world's first triple transplant in 1986. Triple? Yes, triple transplant. So that's heart, lung and liver. All at the same time? Yeah. Wow. So we've gone really fast from the world's well, it first was only heart. Like 1967, wasn't it? We were transplanting hearts, was it? Yeah. And now we're doing all three at the same time. Mm, yeah. Wow. We still really haven't got, gotten to the big one, which is the brain. I don't know if we can do that. <laughs> I'd like a brain transplant right now. Is that even possible? I don't even know if it it's is. It's not possible, but if if it was possible, I wouldn't want one, really. No, I wouldn't. Would you? Who'd want a brain transplant? I mean, obviously, I think obviously if you get cognitive decline in your later years. Well, I mean, all of our <coughs> thoughts and... Yeah. I, mean, I think I'm very going to be I mean, going on a limb and say, you know, our soul. Yeah, where is, is our soul? in the brain. It is, isn't it? Our personality... 
everything yeah Sp- well, I guess the spirit in- inhabits the whole body but yes yeah like the very conscious sort of our conscious mind comes from the mind yes so. yes we can't probably we probably can't do a brain transplant. I don't think you could ever do a brain transplant. No, I don't think. I think somebody actually um, got offered to do a head transplant. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean offered? Offered the chance to, or offered yeah, offered to have to a, have a head transplant. a head transplanted onto their body. Well, I'd like a different face. Which is, I don't know how they do that. I think they changed the brain of the person. Really? But he then changed his mind at the last second. <laughs> yeah. Is that a real story? Yes, it is. Yes. They were going to do a tra- head transplant. Yes, a head him. transplant. And I thought, oh, this is something like Out of Frankenstein. Oh, I don't like this. It Ooh. is. There's that great, that great film called yeah. The Thing with Two Heads, where they transplant a, a head on someone else's body and the yeah. person has two heads walking around. Mm. Have you not seen that movie? No, I haven't, no. It's really good. Oh, okay. Well, it's not actually very good at all, but it's funny. You just change your opinion within well, three seconds. Well, I said it's good, good as a like an amusing kind of concept. film to watch and a concept, but it's not a good movie, is oh. what I meant. Okay. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean, don't you? No, I do. Yeah. You know what I mean. All right, let's have some more music. Uh, this is the Bodines.
That's the Bodines and a song called Therese. 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 I don't know. Therese. T H E. T H E. R E S E. E S E. Therese. 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 Potato. That sounds like Therese or like a name. Yes, the French for Theresa, I think. Oh, so it'd be like, yeah, Therese. 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 Oh, yeah, because French. Oh, gosh. Anyway. They don't well, know, I don't whatever. mention it in the song even. It's a good song. Uh, from 1986, uh, this is Totally Wild on Fresh mm. FM. Uh, and you're going to talk about uh, a disease that that's infectious. Yeah. Cause we it's not as cool as the Bodines. This is about bovines. Yes. Uh, oh, very good, Jack. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Uh, it's called mad cow disease. Yes. Um, it's often sort of seen as a you know, joke disease because people thought, oh, it's what a silly name but yes it's a real disease it's uh yes so you, you're going to pronounce the whole name thing. is bovine spongiform encephalopathy encephalopathy okay encephalopathy yeah. yeah um and the disease was identified at an agricultural lab in england um and it will go on to affect over 150,000 cows in britain uh, those are pretty bad numbers for yes um uh, an agricultural population uh, and the symptoms of the disease would be progressive deterioration of behaviour and neurological functions and they'd the cows would get more aggressive they'd have a more uneven gait and eventually it would lead to them dying yes uh, interestingly enough this disease was linked to uh, Kutzfeld-Jacob disease in humans yes and um, millions of cattle were then just culled to stop the epidemic even ones that weren't really which is, you know, suspected to be infected. Yes. And would be declared to f- be officially over in 1998. Yes, that's right. So so people who ate, who ate infected beef right. might get this uh, Kreutzfeldt-Jakob syndrome, which causes, like, dementia. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it was. Mm. Um, so uh, certainly a few cases of that. But, um, yeah, and to see the cows actually suffering was, was awful because they were just... They couldn't even move because their their limbs were not kind of connecting with the brain, and they were kind of staggering around in the fields and stuff. Very strange. Yeah. But it's all over. Uh, n- no, it's 1986. Yeah. It wouldn't be over by in 12 years. 12 years time, it's all over. And you couldn't even use the cattle for their purposes. No, which that's I right. Think was yes. It's even more tragic. What's the purpose of a cattle? Oh. To provide beef. I mean, yeah, if, if they're designed to designated to provide beef yes that's why they were bred they could be you know bred to deliver milk but yes yeah it was a wasted life that's true Mm. um yeah it was quite quite sad really and 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 some people from uh, people from england can't give blood in this country in new zealand because of that exact thing oh i see just in case i might still have it in my body yeah that that's a reasonable and that's you know, reason. Quite sensible, I think. Yeah, it's sensible. And no one wants my blood anyway. Really, let's face it. Oh, thank you, Jack. Anyway, uh, this is uh, Prince and the Revolution. i 
uh, two versions of the same song Kiss uh, first one was Prince and the Revolution the second one was The Age of Chance from 1986 you want to talk about animated films Jack uh, yeah because uh, although two um, important uh, ones yeah landmarks and animated films in 1986 uh, the first Studio Ghibli film um, they released their first animated film in 1986 and it was called Luputa Castle in the Sky Yes. Um, it was written and directed by Japanese filmmaker uh, Hayao Miyazaki and um, it was released with some success in uh, the United States uh, well, actually it was released a few years later um, okay, no, so, no, so, so it was made in 86 made in 86 right uh, it was successful in Japan yes um, not in the US I should say and uh, Castle in the Sky um, it won several awards as well um despite it being, you know, the first film from an animation studio. Um, and so Studio Ghibli would go on to become an iconic uh, animation studio, just like Pixar is. Yes. Um, Except not many people know about it. Not many people, I guess. Oh, um, some do. Yeah, I think younger it's people... interesting film. ...know about it, but um, mm. Mm. Uh, older people don't really older know people. much about Studio Ghibli. Older people? Yeah. Well, it's like Steady. my generation Steady. grew up with... Um, Pixar. Yes. And then we've just kind of liked animated stuff ever since and we were used to it. And then a lot of more people my age went out to look at um, Japanese animation because they had a, have a long tradition of it. Yeah. And then we found Studio Ghibli. So There's certainly a lot more animation around. Hmm, All yes. I ever had was um, Disney, really. Uh, yeah. You know. But, um, and, and people love Disney films, like the, the top ten animated films of all time. Four of them are Disney films that are just about sto- fairy tales. Do you know what the top ten are? No, I don't. Oh, okay, but four of them. I wish I did. Four of them are Disney. Four of them are Disney films. Yeah, right. Um, and then there are other Japanese films on that list. So yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, and the other one. The was other one I wanted to mention was a landmark of animated films in New Zealand because uh, this was the first year when um, New Zealand would make an animated film. Right. And it, well, uh, it was called uh, Foot Rot Flats, The Dog's Tale. So it was putting uh, that comic strip uh, yes, onto yes, the film. Yes. Um, onto the big screen. It wasn't successful outside of New Zealand, probably. No, it, I don't think it was successful at all outside of New Zealand, but it was immensely popular in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of just a distinct humour that you can't really probably translate to other places. No, you always. can't, because it's about um, life of farming and yes. being in the country but um, there are farmers and countrysides in other countries aren't there yes but i think it's new zealand has been it's, it's unique kind of unique. implemented farming into its national identity yes which other countries have not done so yeah uh and i should mention also that new zealand um it happened to uh, spin off um another smash hit um other than the movie which was called slice of heaven written by dave dobbin and he uh, played it with uh, Herbs as the backing band. Uh-huh. Uh, this song topped the charts for eight weeks and was named Song of the Year. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever you mention a song and you say, and it was, you know, topped the charts for eight weeks, and if you think I'm going to play it, I mean, because I never do, do I? No, you don't. Because we're not kind of synchronised enough, are we? No, we're not. In a way. No. Uh, so this isn't David Dobbin, this is Billy Bragg. Thank you. 
Society was left up on her shelf And she would be against the world kid She mumbled to herself Bragg and Levi Stubbs Tears uh, from 1986 I keep saying 1986 because it is 1986 yes it is yeah I just don't remind people mm-hmm. you know, just in case they get confused when you talk about Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev mm-hmm. yes. so, so the two leaders of the, the free world no the two leaders one of leader the of the free world <laughs> the other leader of the not free, free world ok the two leaders of the, the biggest superpowers Yes. of the world got together yeah they got together and they said hey we're going to disarm our nuclear weapons because it's, it's kind of dumb that we're just making all yeah. these weapons to yeah. th- that destroy, could the, destroy world the world five times over yeah. yeah what's the point and um, it caused a uh, long period of instability in the Cold War um, meanwhile uh, Reagan was caught selling weapons to Iran right. which is kind of funny yeah at the same time um, why was he selling weapons to Iran uh, money 
Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Americans were being held hostage by Iranian-sponsored terrorists called yes. Hezbollah. Yes. So that was kind of ironic. And Gorbachev was introducing Perestroika and Glasnost, which were reforms in the Soviet Union and Russia. Yes, mm. yeah, Lib- liberalising kind of freedoms a little bit. Yeah, uh, and the reforms were so successful that, spoiler alert, it would eventually destroy the Soviet Union. Yes, and maybe that was that was the 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 uh, the, the reason behind it all, perhaps. Perhaps there was a motive behind I, I it. I don't think it was gradually resigned when uh, the Soviet Union was collapsing. Yes. Well, maybe that was it. He thought, well, I'll just do this and then I'll go away and move to the USA. I don't think that was Shack his intention. Up with my mate Ronnie. No. He, he just saw the system was not working and yeah. tried to solve the problem and didn't. Yeah. I think that was that was a theme throughout the Soviet Union, wasn't it? That hmm. people kept trying to kind of make it a bit better and stop it from collapsing entirely and then ended up mm. collapsing anyway. Yeah. Probably through... Uh, I through think Leonard Kaz, the, the ne- Leonard, Leonard guy in the 70s, he didn't do anything to um, help the Soviet Union, actually. No, probably not. Um, I think um, the guy in the 60s did, though. He is Khrushchev. Khrushchev, yeah. I think Khrushchev really yeah. um, led the Soviet Union Brezhnev, in an effective Brezhnev manner. Brezhnev in the 70s, was it? Brezhnev, yeah, yeah. Brezhnev. Yeah, he didn't do anything. No, nothing at all. Yeah. Probably not. He yeah. just wore, like, lots of medals on his chest and made sure to get photos of him with all those medals. I don't think he was good. <laughs> probably not, no, no. But if you had those medals, you'd want to wear them, wouldn't you? They're probably heavy, aren't they? They'd probably, like, weigh you down a bit on one side. Only if I, uh, I've earned them. Yeah, we might have earned it, them. It's like, you know, those, you, you know, probably didn't. Boy Scouts yeah, medals, bite badges. You've, yeah. You've, yeah. You have to earn them. You have to but earn. Most in most cases, like... These military medals. Most of the guys that are wearing these, yes, don't wear, don't don't earn them. They don't. Yeah. No. Uh, I guess you're probably right. Um, yeah, I think we probably run out of time now. Actually, we've been talking a lot. I was going to play a couple more songs, but we'll just play one more. I think. Okay. And, sure. And and bow out. Um, so um, this has been totally wild on Fresh FM, and we've been talking a lot about 1986 uh, and playing some songs from 1986. And next week it will be 1980. Seven. Yes, that's right, because that's how it goes, That's it? how time works. Time works like that. Interestingly, how we organise time. And we are time travelling this week, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Because yes. we're, we're not actually here, are we? No. We're somewhere else. Yes, we are. Yeah, anyway, more about that another time. <laughs> well, not at all. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, have a good week, everyone. Uh, this is The Smiths again, and uh, there is a light that never goes out. Good night. Good night. Take me out.
podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.